Welcome to another episode of the Old Terps Podcast, brought to you by the good folks at New Amendment. Uh, fellas, Reese, you can't participate in this opening conversation because you weren't there. Travis, one hell of a weekend. I mean, I'm just going to say it plain and simple, it was one hell of a weekend. I think the only thing you can say about it is just, it, it was special. It was special. We, we cherished, we cherished the moments all weekend. The moments we cherished. When Travis got home that night, I said, I just asked, I said, you make it, you make it home alive. Because you never, he skipped two flights. Guy might have skipped three for all I know. He was supposed to leave Saturday, said screw it. He left Sunday, supposed to leave in the morning, left at night. So I just wanted to check in with the guy. All he responded, special. And that was it. We didn't talk for the, we haven't talked since. There's nothing else to say about it. It, it, it was special. There were things that needed to get done. Um, from a basketball standpoint, from from Luminati standpoint, from I went to the Bean, I paid I paid five bucks and got got a professional photo shoot done. I'm a, yeah, we'll get those on Instagram soon. Don't worry, people, it's on the way. It was it was just special. I, I had a flight on Saturday. I called United and I said, "Look, man, I'm not ready to leave. You know, <laughs> I'm not ready to finally- leave." You finally didn't fly Spirit Airlines. Oh, relax, come on, relax, no. relax. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I can I can vouch. Brees is such a hater. I'd never seen Travis fly Spirit in my life. <laughs> what? You on Spirit, brother? Come on now. Let's be, I have let's be the real messages. Here. Let's be I real. Have here. the messages. Post them. No, no, post no, no, post no. them onto the Instagram. My my bag my bags my bags fly free, brother. My bags fly that's free. That's a Southwest. Hey, that's <laughs> that's a Southwest promise, Reese. I don't know if you know much about it, Mister Spirit Frontier himself. The guys who know, know. Yeah, Reese is Alaska Airlines Frontier kind of guy. The little crop duster. <laughs> Everyone, look out on Twitter. I'm going to find the messages. Trav talking about, I got delayed again because I flow spirit. <laughs> I'll find the messages. <laughs> it's crazy how Lion in 2023, Lion is in style. It's it's really, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's crazy. The real the real pandemic here is lying. Bro, and a lot of people are getting good at it. People are getting good at it. It's scary, man. You got to watch out. Uh, so for those who don't know, this weekend... Travis and I went to the Big Ten tournament, uh, and it was an absolute blast. We had a couple events that we that we were able to be part of uh, with not only the Old Terps podcast, but beyond the Big Ten as a whole. Um, Evan and the entire crew hosted an event at Over Under Sports Bar uh, with FanDuel Sports. It was unbelievable. There was, you know, we had our own photo shoot, which people are saying I was best looking. Uh, you know, I just had somebody that uh, is helping us record this podcast that kind of runs the show here stated I was best looking guy uh, in in the entire building, so it was special. Lying. I'm I'm glad that I was able to uh, to put on a show for the people. But then we had a live podcast, and we were able to kind of collaborate with different groups, different teams, different hosts, uh, and kind of put our special little twist on things. Uh, shout out Amir. You know, for that, you know, the special twist type stuff. You know what I'm saying? The uh, I'm, I'm excited, it. though. So, Trav, you got anything else to add about the weekend? Nah, it was cool all around. I think it was great to to chop it up with the other pods, um, you know, just, just see what they were doing, get to meet them face-to-face. Uh, I think we have some special things that are going to be planned in the coming weeks and months. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, next year we're going to do it again. We're going to do it bigger, and, and, and I want to see some red and white and gold. Uh, we need some Turt fans in the building next year. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we could ask for much more of a special weekend. And that's that's what this is about. We're the best. We're the best of the hey, best. I said it. What, what else do you expect? I said it a couple times, actually, over the weekend. I said, who would we be if we weren't us? We wouldn't be the best, that's for <laughs> sure. 
Couldn't tell you. Hey, oh, we wouldn't. I, not the best. We wouldn't be the best. That's a look at bro. Look th- at what are, what are we doing here? This guy's put your phone. Hang down. on. Somebody That's give him a badge. This guy, Officer Reese, is trying to. If if you're not watching it's on nasty. video, this guy just put his phone up to the computer. I mean, this guy's a police officer. What? what? You asked why he hasn't said a word in ten minutes because he's been scrolling through his messages. Back to 2018, looking for a Spirit Airlines ticket. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. Just, just disgusting. to make his man look just wrong. On record. Yeah, just on record. I was called a liar. Just just putting it out there. So, are you scared of lying? So, Travis, you and I went to uh, the IU-Maryland game. First off, Terps took care of Minnesota in the first round, which is big. You win a tournament game. It always means something. Minnesota was fighting for their lives. Uh, we've said it before. We'll say it again. Minnesota is drop-dead terrible. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you lose to them, you know, it, it, game over. Uh, then we go play IU. Reese, I'm assuming you also uh, watched that game. From your perspective, as you were watching it, what you would you kind of take away from that? Did you think the first game added a little confidence? Uh, because we started out strong, but, you know, we kind of died down. Do you think that had anything to do with playing two games two days for the first time since November? Yeah. I think it's a great point. I do think, like you said, Maryland was more comfortable in the beginning. You played a game in that gym, you shot in that gym, and then you're ready to go. I think, honestly, Minnesota, as we said, is really bad, so it was almost like a warm-up. You get a feel for the gym, you shot a free throw in the gym, you made shots in that gym. Helped early, but moving forward, I think maybe the guys were tired. I mean, we were not very deep. Uh, We weren't going to – we don't sub a lot, so you got guys playing two games in two days and haven't done that since, what, high school? Um, so I think guys were pretty tired. Um, I do just think when it comes to tournament play, I think the better teams win. And honestly, IU looked better than we did that yeah. game. I think in the postseason, sometimes we make things overcomplicated. I think a lot of these games and conference tournaments and the big dance, it simply comes down to who has the best player on the court. Like, who's the best player on the court? Who carries their team to win? And I don't think there was a question on that night. Trace Jackson Davis was by far the best player on the court. He had, I think it was 24, 9, and 7. Like three steals, four blocks. He just dominated the game. Juju got in foul trouble in the first half. Then in in the second half, he picked up his fourth with, I think, maybe 10 minutes to go. And at that point, it was kind of just like, okay, we have to play small the rest of the game. He's probably going to feast. Um you know, it it was tough. It's tough to overcome a performance like that in the postseason, especially in a day where our best player, Jameer, didn't have his best game, right? He shot, um, I think it was three for 15 from the field. So, so tough mm-hmm. day for him. We didn't get a great whistle again and all of that too much to overcome. Um, you know, disappointing. I, I thought going in, I thought we were going to win. I thought we had what we needed to do to win. But, you know, they have a first-team All-American and he played like one. Yeah, and... and- Another thing too, that was an IU home game. Like crazy. Dude crazy. And I am not an IU guy. Everybody knows that. I hate I hate IU. I hate the Hoosiers. I hate their fan base. But dude, they had that place rocking. And like it was it wasn't we had our own little corner and then they had everything else. Literally everything else. Now, shout out Harvey Sanders for for taking up 12, 12 seats in, you know, on court side. But besides that, the big dog. dude, they had the whole place rocking. I tell you and what, actually, I gotta give, I gotta give them their 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 props. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that on a neutral floor in my life. No, you like have. they were rocking. You have 
Who? DC. Who? When we were in DC, Maryland showed out in DC when we played at. Uh, okay, but that's that's, that's a true like, home game. That was a true. That's home basically game. home game. Yeah, that's right down the street. That's right down the street. For them to go, that's like what you you know you know four yeah, hours maybe from Bloomington. It's like four and a half from from home from Indianapolis. Four and a half it's three. Right, so definitely closer to Maryland, but still a, a trip, a travel. They were not only were they they there, they were like rocking the entire game. It was, it was almost like, I don't know, it was scary the way they were acting. I've never seen anything like that from like basketball fans, college basketball fans like that. It was nuts. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. And I actually think it does make a difference on those neutral sites when you feel like you have more fans and it makes it feel like a home game. My senior year in the Big Ten tournament. Drew, you were actually at the yeah. games. Um, and then what happened was, first game, we, we beat Michigan State, and we played Michigan, and Michigan was there. I think they won the conference that year. They were, I think they were, yeah, they ranked first going in. We were eighth, and they had so many more fans. Yeah. And we were getting losing. We'd make a run, and you could barely hear our fans. Uh, and then when they, when they were on their big runs and went up by about 10 to 15, uh, the place was actually pretty loud. So I think that made it feel like it was their court, their game, and it was tough for us to really get any momentum. Because we came out and we went up seven at one point, either in the late first half or early second half. I think it was 34-41. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, we've got a little bit of momentum, but even on a neutral, I was still thinking to myself, they're still going to get two runs in the second half. And now it's either they make shots or they don't, but the fans are going to give them two big runs. And they took both of them. And then it also kind of accumulated when you have Juju, your center, you know, in foul trouble. Um, it, especially when you have to rely on Juju. Like, I, I know Emilian's playing really well, but, like, you need your best couple players out there in tournament play. And then you also need your best couple players to guard their best players. Trace was the best player on the floor, probably. I mean, there, there's – yeah, not probably. 100% was. That could have been prevented if we had Julian Reese in there to make him work on the other end. You know, it's it's not just guarding. It's also him having to guard. Maybe that would have tired him out. Maybe it wouldn't have. But it definitely would have created a different dynamic than what we saw, uh, you know, in that second half when they made those two runs. I think looking at the stats, I think the most surprising thing to me that I never would have thought was like, you think, okay, Trace Jackson Davis had a big game. They probably dominated the paint. And, like, if you look at the stats, it doesn't look that way. Like, we were even on the glass. Um, you know, free throws, they shot a couple more, but not that many more. We actually took 11 more shots in the game. It was just their quality of look was – their quality of looks was a little bit better because they were running their offense through him. So when Juju got those fouls, everything was catch double. You got to go or else he's going to kill you. Um and when you double, obviously, that's just, you know, you're scrambling, you're running, you're trying to close out on guys. It, it it opens up the floor for everybody else. So I think that's a big point, which was like, you know, Juju being on the court would help this a lot. And I think moving forward, like, you know, looking ahead to West Virginia, looking ahead to hopefully a second round game, like we need him on the court as much as possible because we don't have a lot of depth at the at the at the five spot. Yeah, 100 uh, percent. So what do you guys think? What do you think that does for? Maryland going into the turn. Hang on, real fast. The refs were terrible that whole game. I'm just going to say that. They're bad. They were bad. They're bad. I, I ended up They're getting bad. escorted out of the arena. Uh, not only was I a few beverages deep, but they were so bad that night. I mean, I was over on, because we were front row. So I ran over to the tunnel, and I mean, I was just digging in their ear, and the security guards had me by the 
by the hands and we're we're lifting. I mean, they almost got me full parallel going up the stairs. I was hold up, hold up, Drew, real quick, real quick. Tell tell Reese again where we were sitting because I don't I don't know if he knows anything about this and Kevin because he mm. was asking the question last mm. week of where we we're gonna sit. So when we get when we have this conversation, Drew, tell 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 the people one more time where in the arena we the two of us and the and and the boys were sitting. Miss Loretta, I'm ready for the rest of the tour. I'm ready for the rest of the tour. Front row, Reese. You know you know you know how United Center is a hockey arena too you know that floorboard that was my table for my 17 beers that i drank throughout the game i was (laughs) i actually had the concession people i i handed them my ticket because i had an extra i had so many tickets i had one extra beside me i handed it to the lady and i said i want a beer every five minutes for the next 30 minutes and then i want a beer every 30 seconds after that until i pass out and you know what they did a lot of people forget a lot of people forget we had we had a game ball in our hands the entirety of the second half. We were they were, they were doing media timeouts and we were doing dribbling workouts <laughs> right there courtside dribbling workouts. We were getting the guys going. We we were, I've never seen anything like that. I, it was almost like we were back on the bench where we belonged. I, That's how it felt. I hate to admit this, but like what I just said was cap about the concession lady. She actually didn't bring me beers, but we did do dribbling workouts at media timeouts because we had the game leather. Reese, listen, I got, I got, I got what I like about that. It's it's shout out to the good folks at new amendment, but now you two at Maryland. I don't think Drew's been back. I don't think Travis been back. I don't think they know who you two are. You know, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy. (laughs) If I'm being honest, have you been back Drew? Have you been back? I've been back. I've been back once i was on the big board so many times i'm not i can't go back uh, they had me they had me on the big board so often i couldn't go back and then secondly a week ago or a week ago two months ago i was like the trivia question for a whole week straight and you know you know what's even crazier you know how they describe me who was number four who's the best number four that we know mm, mr herder mm, but mm, guess how they describe mm. your boy Number four. And, and to answer from my standpoint, Reese, not only am I am I former alum, player, scout team, point guard of the year, I'm the broadcaster in the Xfinity yeah. Center. I walk in mm-hmm. in a suit and I do the game courtside. Yeah. And, I, and I'm firing up the little student section. I'm walking up to the wall and I'm, I'm getting a, yeah, yes. Yeah. Can you say my name one more? Okay, thank you. Hey, welcome back. Thank you. Appreciate it. Reese, Reese is the only guy I know who has, has, who can still like sit there with a slight smile on his face. And he had a backrest at Xfinity Center and it was the wall. It was the back wall. That's crazy. People were sending and you know me I DMs. get tickets when I want. People were, I'm so I'm so relevant at Maryland still. I was getting DMs about you. And the only reason people knew who you were was because you were wearing your jersey and game worn shorts. Oh, there. Not <laughs> this, guy, this guy was acting like he was going out to Unwashed. <laughs> Unwashed. Hey, I just sat up top with my buddies. That's all it was. <laughs> hey, I get tickets. I get tickets when I want. Yeah, I'm sure. No disrespect there. All right, so. That's why, Drew, I'm waiting for the next game Drew comes back to. I don't. I think he's banned from that gym. From that, <laughs> that's, hey, from that senior night, his shot, I think they banned him from Xfinity after that. <laughs> what? What? That I, I pulled that's from half crazy. court? Sorry. <laughs> 
that, that was I NBA about three. NBA I three. This, about fuck, this guy's talking about an NBA. <laughs> hey, how about three. how about his boy? How about his boy uh, talking about? Man, I don't even think that got to the paint. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get the clip. We got to find, we'll the, find clip the clip. That. We'll, we'll find can, the clip. We can run that. Back. Leave that to me. Let me find the clip. These guys are acting like they were fucking all Americans or some shit. Everybody was on the bench. <laughs> He's gonna doctor the video. It's gonna be CGI. He's gonna edit the video, and it's gonna be a splash. And the arena's gonna go crazy, dude. I also cleared out an entire arena my freshman year with uh in cancun from just absolutely slapping a triple home so you guys can say what you want about that but um okay the the original question before i went off on on a little tyrant oh shit. oh whoa whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> mr herder himself you just missed you it. just hey listen listen five minutes before you got on the podcast we had a guy, I'm not going to say any names, we had a guy claim himself as the best number four to walk through the doors in College Park in about 10 years. I'm not going to say who it was. Listen, don't shoot the messenger. We had a guy say he was the best number, and, and the trivia at the game also said that. Listen, I'm not going to say who. If we have anybody claiming anything, it's immediately Andrew. <laughs> Andrew claims something new every week. Hang on, hang on. Real fast, and we won't we won't discuss any further on this because we literally just talked about it for 15 minutes. Kev, and I hope people, I hope whoever's editing this podcast, the good folks at New Amendment or in Riverside, they can put the clip in of Kevin asking the question, where are those tickets going to be? Where are you guys going to sit? You just missed it, Kev. We were dead smack Please. front row. Front row. <laughs> and, and it felt With game so leather. Good. With no, game leather. We need to floor. see it in College Park. Not in College Park. They're not even welcome back anymore. Were your feet on they the floor? They don't know who these two guys <laughs> nah, are. No, we weren't feet on Our the floor. Our feet were as we about were... as close to the floor as you could be. Ooh, they also were, about throwing, as close as you they could were be. also throwing the game ball to us at, at uh, media timeouts. We, we don't need to get into all that again, though. We just talked about it. That was actually funny. <laughs> Drew, I, we both, we had the basketball media timeout. Drew <laughs> leaned over whispered. He said, you think if I shoot it, they'll kick me out? <laughs> and we all, we all said, please don't shoot the basketball. <laughs> Imagine a video of him getting <laughs> escorted out of United Center after airmailing a three by 10 feet from the stands. <laughs> it would have been butter. It would have been bread. Um, Kev, we're talking about now end of end of Big Ten tournament, what does that look like for guys? Like, when you get done with the Big Ten tournament, immediately, are you dwelling on that game at all? If you're the coach, are you looking at film at all? Or are you going straight to, okay, selection Sunday, let's find out who we're, who we're playing, and then let's go? Yeah, no, let's be honest. The, the uh, conference tournaments, those are, those are the appetizers. Everyone is really looking forward to the NCAA tournament. I think if it's great to get as many games as you can out of your conference tournament. But at the end of the day, uh, the true best teams are, are looking to make a run in, in the real tournament. And uh, so if you're Maryland, hey, lose a game. You know, it's it's not how you want to go out. Maybe you could have got a couple extra games in Chicago. But I, I guarantee you immediately that night, the whole coaching staff was had turned the page and it was on to what's, what's our potential matchup look like in this. And as players too, I mean, there's – Big Ten tournament is cool, you know. It's a new energy, it's a new season, but big, the, but the uh, the NCAA tournament's even cooler. Just a little bit different beast. Uh, so let's just real quick go into it. I hate Woo! I hate being the guy that says it, but that draw, woo, that is <laughs> not 
good. <clears throat> it's just not good. I, I mean, dude, West Virginia's way better than people think, first off. They probably, between Jameer and the uh, the white shooter, the Stevenson. 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 Yeah. Between those two, man, I don't – pretty much neck and neck of who's the best player. I don't know how we match up with them just because they play fast. They get into your shit. They have a really quick point guard that's a good defender. Actually was in the Big Ten for three years at Iowa, Joe Toussaint. And then they have really good shooters. So, you know, it's kind of a matchup nightmare on the point guard side. But then, you know, do we match up okay everywhere else? I don't know who guards Stevenson. He's six, what, six six? No, nah, he's probably shorter than that. Probably six four ish with a clip. What do you think like your know, style of play? I think yeah, how do you think our style of play do you think West Virginia it's similar? You know, how much different is it? I think it, that was for me immediately the problem with the matchup that I saw is this Maryland team is we talked about all year their ability to pick up full court to speed the game up to junk it up a little bit out tough you and, and that's how they've gotten a couple wins that is all things West Virginia as a program is known for that they've been doing for years so right away that was my red flag when seeing that matchup uh, so what do you guys think about that I mean these two similar styles of play going against each other do you think that's advantage Maryland you think it's disadvantage you know West Virginia might not be used to it either you know there, there's a lot of teams that the, the old saying you, you press a team that presses they're usually not ready for it uh, I think that's it'll be interesting to see how that plays out well it's kind of like it's kind of like it's you, a, you, like could Syracuse beat a team that two threes them you know what I'm saying like I don't know like I don't know if they know how to work against a team that two threes them so it just like you said, Kevin, you know, that old saying rings true. I don't know how West Virginia will do who's a notorious full court trapping press team. And they don't do it as much this year against a team that, you know, kind of does soft presses and, you know, ninety four feet and then can get kind of junk yardy. I don't know how they'll react to it. But it comes down also to the guard play. I mean, Toussaint, is he a fifth year? Is he a six-year? Is he a senior, regular yeah, senior? He, yeah. Uh, he's old. He's experienced. If he can beat Maryland's press and it's not a problem, then the press almost becomes useless. Because, like, we're saying how fast West Virginia plays. They're not like Purdue. They're not going to run a set every time. So when they get in the half court, it's going to be, can you keep the guy in front of you? Can you keep them off the offensive glass? Can you stop? They have about five guys averaging double digits. Bro, and they're, so, they're big, too. Like, you know, Yeah, tall. they are. Like Emmett, is, is it Emmett Matthews? Like Emmett Matthews, man, yeah. he has not progressed as well as I thought he was going to over the years. But he's still like six seven, six eight ish, I think. Stevenson's probably one of the best shooters, maybe in the tournament, and he's that guy that if he can get hot, you're just in so much trouble because he's six four. He creates his own shot, but he comes. They run everything for him. So he's coming off triples, he's coming off doubles, they're running staggers. You know, everything is kind of motion toward him. And then they're pretty physical. Like, they have a good big, um, and they push the ball. So they're, you know, they're not worrying about starting their offense with 22 on the shot clock. They're they're just kind of going. They're running their sets and doing what they do. West yep. Virginia is a, such a difficult draw because it's like, it's like Kevin said, like, they – pride themselves on everything we've been saying all year we need to do like get out in transition beats up those things and like 
what West Virginia does well, that is so tough to prepare for in like a short couple of day stretch, right? Like, what are they going to do? They're going to shoot a lot of threes. They're going to get hit the offensive glass. They're going to be physical as hell on defense. They, you know, contest everything at the rim. I think they're top 20 in, in like, you know, block percentage, rebound percentage. Um, they're going to foul you. They foul a lot, but they also get downhill and get to the foul line a lot. Like, those are tough things to prepare for. And especially, like, we're coming from a Big Ten season where, like, we haven't played a team like this in maybe this whole entire season, right? Like, that, that, somebody plays like this, we haven't seen this in a long, long time. That is a massive challenge and, you know, a couple-day turnaround. That's why I think, though, like, that's why it's so tough for the Big Ten to win tournaments. Because at some exactly. point, you just that. out-athlete somebody. Like, Alabama is going to out-athlete us, plain and simple. If we beat West Virginia, I don't know how we can match up with them in one day. I mean, that's a one-day turnaround where Alabama's whole offense is shoot a three and go get it. Drew is a 1,000% right because my senior year, we played UConn one, two-day – one day break, the next day we play Alabama, we tried to totally switch how we play because you have to. We've never seen that all year. We're used to big guys. We're used to doubling. There's no doubling here. They're all, they all can yeah. shoot. We actually tried to stop helping, and that's what we did all year was you almost overhelp, make them kick. If you let Alabama drive and kick, it's a three in your face, and trust me, they took it to us in that, and it was hard for me to change principles all year. I'm trying to help. I overhelped one time in a six- Six eight guy shoots it three right over me. Bang, that's three points, and that's just a different style as we're saying in Maryland. And the Big Ten is not used to that. People ask every year why the Big Ten struggles in the NCAA tournament, and I think Drew just said it. If you look down the list, we have West West Virginia and Alabama probably going to get out athletic, whatever the word is. Michigan State is the one team that usually is can kind of match up. Iowa's playing Auburn. Don't they don't match up. Indiana, Kent State, they're going to struggle there a little bit with the guards. Penn State, Texas A&M, they're going to struggle. Illinois, Arkansas, they're going to struggle. Like, it is across the board, and we are not, um, you know, absolved from that challenge. But at the same time, like, you know, I think our guys will be up for the challenge. Everybody knows what West Virginia is and what they do. So I think mentally you go into that game thinking, like, we have to bring our A game and toughness. And I think even for people listening, I think it's a lot harder to – prepare for a team that's going to space you out speed the game up and just drive and kick drive and attack offensive rebound all game than it is for an sec school or a big 12 school to okay now we have to prepare to to slow the game down hey we're going to go play purdue they're going to give the ball to zach Eady every time down the court let's work on this double team and and other than that let's stick to our style of play let's try to play in transition let's space them out let's drive and kick it's tough going the other way and i think you're right i think that's why the big 10 has historically struggled when you get to this point is just for that reason like uh, these other conferences they recruit different types of players different athletes they play a different brand of basketball that sometimes on these you know for how quickly you play it's tough to prepare for and and I think the same reigns true for a school like Syracuse Syracuse for so long has had less talented teams go really far in the NCAA tournament just because it's so hard to prepare for a zone and I think it's it's very similar when you go up against a team that, I'll say it again, that spaces the floor, plays with five guys on the perimeter, drive and kick, and it's just it, it becomes just a very up-and-down game. It's really tough to prepare for. Dude, and, and you just said it. Syracuse is the perfect example. They run that zone not because Bayheim's some 
I mean, he's a, he's a good zone guy. Yeah, he's probably a wizard at this point. But he did it so that you couldn't prepare for him with one day rest. Now, obviously, you have a couple, you know, breaks in the tournament where you can prepare a little bit longer. But well, that's the type of zone that takes a really long time to prepare for. It is really tough to do that. So, Kevin, when you when you got done with the Big Ten tournament, let's say uh, your freshman year. So let's say your freshman year, we lose to Northwestern in the Big Ten tournament. Immediately, it's right to uh, Selection Sunday. And we're sitting there and we're, you know, all fired up. We're all, Travis, Reese, you know, myself, we're fired up. Because, again, we always say we have no pressure. Like, we are just going there. We are chilling. It is just straight fun. When you see the name of who gets drawn, what do you think? Is it immediate, like, okay, this is what I need to do. Who's my matchup? You know, how do you progress over the next couple days from Sunday to that Thursday game? Yeah, right away, we know the whole NCAA tournament is about matchups. And so that's the first thing you're looking at and i remember that year we were i believe a six seed six and, and eleven we're the we're the last we were one of the last teams called yeah and i remember we were, we were, the, last we were the last game called we were yep. we were not nervous at all going into it. we knew we were a tournament team and all of a sudden it started to get down to the end there and we we're like looking around at each other like bro did we not get in like how is that possible it was it was even scarier because minnesota that same year i think got like a five seed and we were like we're better than them but there were no four seeds left or five seeds when they started calling so we we're like we're like what the fuck's going on <laughs> i don't care i don't care how safe you feel in your projection like when you get to that last bracket in the last three games you're shitting yourself because you're just like did we really not make it you never know never know and so, yeah, I think it's the truth of the matter is at the beginning of every season, your coach isn't talking about or rallying you to say, hey, let's go try to win a Big Ten championship this year. They might do that at non-Power 5 conferences because that's what gets you into the NCAA tournament. But Turge wasn't bringing in like, hey, guys, our goal this year, let's, let's make it to the semis of the Big Ten tournament. He's talking about the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And so there is a refocus. You know, we, that year we lose to Northwestern, I believe, first round. It wasn't a great loss. It didn't feel good. I think any time you're going to the NCAA tournament, you want to feel like your team has momentum. You want to feel like your team is playing well. You need good, positive energy. You need everyone's confidence to be super high because of the stage that you're about to play on. You can't be doubting yourselves. And so right away, I think that was a red flag for us. But we'll go to this year's team. You win a game in the Big Ten, in the Big Ten tournament. You go up against, let's be honest, an, an, an IU team that was supposed to win that game, yeah. more talented, bigger projected to be better I thought we played pretty well didn't come out the win at the end of the day those players are leaving there and and, and I guarantee you the next day it was like okay what's next we got let, now we're in the real tournament and this is the type of thing you prepare for and I think it's funny I remember a story you know all of us were so close in our program at Maryland do you remember all the all our managers and GAs talking about how much preparation they had to do for the NCAA tournament oh, yeah. that I believe Turge had them pull it was like 32 possible opponents that we had the opportunity to play and the managers had to basically put together a scout for all 32 and so that those I guess in the Big Ten for us you lose first day you get two or three days of 32 possibilities and then you could select Sunday, and there's one. For us that year, it was Xavier. We thought it was a good matchup. Um, a team that had kind of underachieved. Edmund Sumner at the time was hurt. So we were looking at that like, okay, great. 
if you're Maryland this year, hey, they lose on what I think they lost on Friday. You're feeling decent about yourselves. You know, you didn't. We didn't end the season great. We we win a game. We beat Minnesota. We should have beat. You know, IU would have been a great win. But I really do think there's a refocus level just because of the stakes. And at the end of the day, you're you're playing to win the NCAA tournament, not play to win in the Big Ten yep. tournament. I have a question. I have a question for you guys because I'm curious. Because I think that's something that goes overlooked. Is like, as a player, you're watching the selection. So. You get picked. All you're caring about is, okay, we're in, what city we're going to, whatever this and that, when do we play? As a staff, it's such a quick turnaround because the show is Sunday night, and then if you're Maryland, you left like today, this morning, because you know that's what, not even 48, 48 hours. So if you're the staff, how do you kind of prepare the guys and get ready? Use West Virginia as an example, right? Like, how do you prepare your team to play are you changing your style up if you're us are you slowing the game down which is something we haven't done all year like how do you kind of approach that in a format where it's like okay quick turnaround we can't do a normal regular scout I mean real quick it's showing them West Virginia film we've never seen a lot some of these guys might never watch a West Virginia game all year so it's the quick showing them the film as we mentioned managers get it ready you immediately cut those clips you show them their highlights. You show them what moves they like to make. Then you show them the scouting report of who these guys are, how much they average, and what moves they like to do. Just to start seeing West Virginia and thinking about beating West Virginia. Yeah. I think the identity of your team has gotten you here. So I don't think as a coach you go into it and you change everything. And you, yep. you can't. You're not going to be successful. It took you 22 games or plus to build your team up to get to this point. So you can't change everything. Obviously, you can tweak your pick-and-roll coverage. You can run specific plays against whatever you know, defensive scheme that they're running. There, there's little things you can make, but you don't completely switch up everything you've been doing all year. Yeah, I, and I said it last week. You never want to change your identity for somebody else. Like, we did that a lot, I felt like, in Big Ten play. When, when I was All at Maryland, where we would change so often our principles because we thought it could help us win one game. I've never agreed with that. I always think you teach your principles to be able to adapt to each team. And then maybe once you have such a high identity, i.e. the press, they have to adapt to you. You know, So I think that's one thing that'll be different with this team is I don't think we need to change our principles for anybody other than you know maybe hey let's focus on boxing out a little bit more against Alabama etc but people are going to have to change their identity to play us because they have to prepare for the press so in my opinion no you you never change your identity unless you have to unless you have to play against the zone unless you have to change something about how you play that is something you just said that remember we said this actually during the IU game this was probably the most disappointing or surprising thing. We didn't press that yeah, game. We, we didn't press. We didn't press that all. game till the till the very because you said it like I think with ten minutes to go in the second half, you were like, "We're not pressing." I didn't even notice the whole game. We didn't press once. So I guess building off of that, that's something you guys are saying off our identity. Like, what if we're going to win this game on Thursday? What do we need to lean into? And in you know, that's in our identity. That's going to like kind of get us that win. Yeah, I think our. Very simple. Our, our best players have to play well. Jameer yeah. Young has to play really well. Hakeem Hart has to make shots. Dante Scott has to be great defensively, has to rebound. And Juju, again, I don't know if you guys touched on it. I thought Juju looked great in that Indiana game. I thought he competed. I thought he was a presence. 
he's going to have to be really good again. So it starts with that. Your best players win you games in March. And they got to be tough. Like, it's the stages, you can feel it. Just like we talked about, the stage is different going from a league game to the Big Ten tournament. The stage is different. There's a different feel when you go to the NCAA tournament. You have to show up. You can't be scared of it. I think the way our style of play, honestly, like junking up games, pressing, usually that would be an advantage for us because I think teams a lot of times can go in the NCAA tournament playing tight, playing passive, not being aggressive. And right away, if you come out and you're like, hey, I'm picking you up 94 feet, I'm in your shit from the start of this game, yeah, I think that could take some teams by surprise. Uh, I'm hoping for an up-and-down game. It's going to be interesting to see if, hey, we lay the ball in and, and West Virginia picks up full court and then they lay the ball and we're picking them up full. Like, that's going to be... It'll be sick. It's going to be sick. It's going to be a track meet. Be yeah. And then it's just going to be... And then those two styles play, it's going to come down to, hey, is, is Don Carey going to make some shots this game? Is... You know, are, are we going to offense a rebound? Like, then, then it just goes to who wants it more, in my opinion. And I love that it's the first game of the tournament, which is yeah. pretty awesome. But cool. also the fact we're talking about two teams that are known to, well, now the New Maryland, known to press, known to get in your shit, just like West Virginia. And it's kind of like that 8 o'clock in the morning AAU game, the first of the day. You're barely stretched, and you just see guys guarding 94 feet. And that's what you're going to see is the start of the tournament. That first jump ball is the start of the 2023 NCAA tournament. And Maryland should be fired up to, to get, I'm fired to get the up. game going. So, Me so too. I'm fired up right just talking so, about it. So one thing, too, that a lot of people might also not know is you only get so much court time when you get to the tournament. So it's not like you're going there and, hey, you've got two and a half hours to practice on the court. You're going to practice two days in a row, and you'll be able to do things normally. Typically, what you do is, you know, you who who here could explain best how we kind of traveled and went through the NCAA tournament. Travis, try to give people what that morning feeling is. Our guys just left today. What did they do today? You know, what what was today like? Yeah, so I think the game's early Thursday, so I, I assume they got there in good time. Um, they're going to Birmingham, Alabama. I think today and what tomorrow's Wednesday, you find some local high school, if there's a local college, some local gym, smaller gym, and you get a full normal practice in, which you do at home. Um, so, you know, going through the stretching, warming up, going through your stuff, maybe walking through a couple of their sets, just getting used to how they play. If you're the scout team, you're being told, okay, this is what West Virginia likes to do. This is what you guys need to do in practice. Trying to make things, I think, as normal as possible. Um, and then you might do a walkthrough later tonight where you're in the hotel and you might walk through your own sets. You know, if you have some new sets, you know, you, you, you want to walk through those. You might do their stuff. Um, tomorrow will be, I think, very similar. Like, you'll, you'll go to the gym. Um, what we did is we went to the high school gym. We had our normal practice, like, the day before a game. And then we all got on the bus and we went to the venue, the court where, where the game's going to be at. I don't know what the gym is called in Alabama. And we had... Um, it was really just like a shooting workout. So just time for guys to get shots up. It's like for show. Used the to fans the rims. are there, right? It, exactly. Where the fans get to watch. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like yeah. an open practice. Yeah, thing. it's we're thing. Media. It's, it's like, media M- it's like NBA All-Star practice almost. Yeah. The way they do yeah. that. With like fans and media there. Um, I was just enjoying the moment. It was sick. Um, and then you go. I think that's the first moment where it was like, okay, this is the NCAA tournament. Like, you go to the locker room, has all your stuff on it, and there's media coming to the locker room, and there's, you know all the media and the fans out on the court, it's just different than it's been all year. I think that was a moment. And then on the way to the game, I don't know if y'all remember this, first game all year, we had a police escort. Well, We're on the highway. Yeah. 
with two police cars out in front of our team bus and we had the fan bus behind us and they're literally getting cars off the highway for us to get to the gym. And I think that it, that just encapsulates kind of like it's big time, fellas. <laughs> this is this is the big show. This is not Am like rinky dink high school AU like hell yeah. I felt like I was Barack Obama. Like there was <laughs> the cars were getting out of the way for us to go to the game to play a basketball game. There's nothing else like it. I think up into your to, to that point in your basketball career, there's nothing like it. Well, and something you dream about too. Like, but it's also everything about it is so different. They try to make everything so similar, and everybody walks around like everything is similar. But right when you get on that plane the first time, you also have the cheerleaders on the plane. You have more donors. You're on a bigger plane. You also have the band with you. So right away, you're just like, okay, you know, this is one step further, one different. step further. You get off that plane, you're on the bus, you're going to wherever you need to go. There's media everywhere. There's so many fans in the hotels. There's multiple teams in the area. So you see other people's teams. Everybody kind of looks at you like, what are you guys going to do? You know, so it's, it's immediate pressure in my mind that, hey, you have to not only perform, but it's also that pressure of, fuck, I hope we don't go home because this is sick. You and Kev both said it. Like, as a staff, I think your job is to make everything as normal as, as possible because you just said, like, everything is as different as it possibly could be. Like, it is impossible to ignore, like, what's going on, how big the moment is, et cetera, et cetera. But Kev said it, like, the teams that just go out there and say, F it, I really don't care. I'm here to hoop and just go out there and play and, and take the big shots and get up in people's shits. Like, that is who is going to win these games. Whoever does that better on Thursday is going to win the game. Who just rises up to the moment and says, I don't care about all that. I'm here to play basketball. Let's do this. Yeah, absolutely. March Madness is just, is it is so incredible when every kid grows up and that's what you wait for. Uh, I remember my parents would take me home early from school and I'd sit in front of the TV from 12 until 8, um, until midnight and watching all the games. And then when you're a part of it, it was and is the coolest uh, week of sporting events in it wasn't my life. It was just so cool, so much hype. And like we just mentioned, it's you don't want to lose. It's lose or go home, and it's lose and your season's done. Lose and you never play with these guys again. Yeah. And I remember when we lost to LSU, how hurt we were, and Drew was a senior, and it was just um, how That locker upset. room, brother? Yes. And that was the that last locker room time like? we could play with Drew. Yeah, you guys remember what that locker oh, room looked bro. like. What did that locker room look bro, like? That just, 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 what was that, that like? Was, that dude, that locker room was a mess. Let me tell you, it was, dude, <laughs> just a mess. It's, uh, dude, all the emotions like we're talking about pours out. And Kevin, you referenced it earlier. It's really good to be a team that presses because a lot of times these guys that you're playing against, or even yourself, you're a lot of people play not to lose rather than to yes. play to win and they yes. get nervous so you you know that's where you typically see and it's funny actually i was at the iu iowa game last week trey galloway shot a three right in front of me and that uh samford kid from iowa who's brain dead by the way just unconscious <laughs> shooter galloway shoots it short by a foot and samford and kevin you always said this if you miss short you're you're a pussy you know plain pussy. simple you're just you're a flat out you're just a pussy and I always remember, you know, those first couple shots that people would take, you kind of saw who they were, like almost immediately. Like, okay, that guy's nervous. 
And he might work himself out of that nerve, but like right now, that guy's uptight. So I think the number one thing is you always have to remember you're playing the game to win, not to just not lose. So that was that was always huge. But again, like Travis just said, like you feel the weight of emotion at all times. When you lose, oh, it's a, it's like you got shot in the fucking head. It was crazy. We talked. It was like somebody died. That locker room felt. It, it, you would have thought somebody died in that locker room. The way it was tears everywhere i'm crying thinking about it that's still something to this day though like when i was when i was on the fence about leaving or coming back like i swear the only thing i don't say the only thing one of the one of the biggest things that i for a reason for me coming back was like reese talked about my whole life the biggest deal was like watching the ncaa tournament being a part of it and it was something i was so excited for going to college and i had one chance at it in two years and the one chance was we lost. Short. You know, we we, we Short. I got a quick hey, how's it going? See you later. And even to this day, it's like, you know, something that I'll never truly experience the same way again as a player in that environment. And so that was like a major reason. And like Reese said, it's it lived up to the hype in every way. It was you know, it's something you dream about playing in, you get to watch on T V and all these players and you know, the the one shining moment at the end. And then you're like planning, you're like, man, this is, this is the coolest shit I've ever done. And it, it, to dude, walk away from it, too, that was like, for me to walk away from it, to choose not to be a part of that, when I knew what the team was looking like coming back, like that still to this day is like, a, you know, man, what if, what if I had stayed? Dude, I still have trouble, like, and I hate saying this because I, I promise you I'm the biggest college basketball fan I think I know. Like, I watch every game. The NCAA tournament is tough for me to watch sometimes because I miss that feeling still. Like no, I swear, I swear. Yes, like I, I swear. miss, I miss I feeling. Selection Sunday was. Sad. I miss feeling that the rush. Like so, say say we lose on. I don't want to even put this in the air, but say you That's lose nice. on that Thursday. Don't say it. You, you say never. It. Like I promise you, not a single guy that loses on Thursday, Saturday. Friday, it doesn't matter when you lose. You will not watch the rest of the tournament. You can't. You can't. It's over for you. It's done. You don't want to watch the NBA. You don't want to watch college basketball. I don't want to watch golf. I want to, I want to watch Netflix. You turn into the biggest I don't hater. want to watch Netflix. You turn into a hater. It's tough. Biggest yes. hater. Bro, that's why people are like, you know, why are you hating so much on Twitter? Fuck. I can't you know, get out of it. You know what that feeling's like? You get home. You, you lose in the NCAA tournament. You get home and you're you're waiting for that text that's like the plan for tomorrow is treatment this time, you know, practice this time, whatever. And you it's know that text done. isn't coming because the season's over and you just feel empty inside. You just you just feel empty inside. The it next hurts. the next text is from Kyle Tarp telling you when spring workouts start. <laughs> Kyle, which is even <laughs> which is even worse. <laughs> Kev, Kev, rethink back to the first when that ball went into the air against Xavier. Rethink. What what was I know we just talked about a bunch of emotions and things like that. You remember at all what you were thinking during that time, you know, or or was it just once that ball went in the air? Is it really just another game? You know, we talk about the before and how it's you can't really get out of that mindset. But when that ball is up, is it truly another game, or do you think about it during? My first time, yeah, that that freshman year, it was it was surreal, like being there, and for it was because of how many. Like your whole life, you grow up and you're watching it, and then that was your first time. Like, damn, like I'm I'm really a part of this. Like, 
the ball just went up. I'm playing in an NCAA tournament game, and I'm the favorite. Like it was just, it was so awesome. I remember I was just, I was ready to run through a wall. Confidence was super high, and it was just like it was just so fun. Like it was, we were playing in Orlando. We had a great venue. We, I think we were getting on Nima the day before about going to Disney World. You know, there was just like so much positive energy that just crashed and burned so fast in about <laughs> two hours. In one man. half, bro. In one <laughs> half. Dude, it was, no, in we, one we, shot. It was one shot. It was one it was shot. Tra- it was one it was shot. Trayvon Blue. It was one shot. Somebody, somebody didn't switch, or somebody both switched, and he got a wide open three because he hadn't hit to that point. He made the shot, and he looked over to the bench and said something. I don't remember what he said. He looked at me because I'm the biggest. So Trayvon, I grew up with Trayvon. So, bro, like we've been talking about, I just chirp everybody, and I'm in Trey's ear. I played him in high school, grew up with him, played AU with him. And he looked over, and he said, he said, sit the fuck down. And he said, enjoy the show. <laughs> and he went off. And I still think about that to this day. I text him about it every March Madness that he ruined my life. Well, the best part, you talk about like not watching. It did feel a little bit better that they went on and made a run. Because right. then we could have the argument to this day. It could have been us. And they we're just, gonna, we're gonna and they just got hot. State. They just we're going to win the next game. Like, are you shitting me? They got hot. They got yeah. hot. They got hot. Yeah, they did get hot. And I don't one cry other often. Thing. No, go ahead, Reese. I don't. I don't want to talk about this. Sad anymore. boy. Yeah. You, you talk. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't that cry. Was, I, I'm gonna say now. Travis does I don't not cry, cry often. <laughs> I don't cry. I don't cry often. I really don't cry at all. Actually, I'm. I'm, I'm grown. I'm grown man. But one shining moment. Sad. One shining moment brings tears. Brings tears in my eyes every year. And 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 in those two years, the years we lost the game, and to watch one shining moment. It's, it's you know, what's the best part about the game when I was when this play happened, I was like we're winning like we're winning this game do you remember it was first half what what happened j-jack j-jack yes. baby j-jack. oh my god j-jack. yes j-jack dunked all over yes. this dude in the first half and j-jack for yeah. us was like the wild card like if justin was playing well that year we were winning oh if George justin Jimmy, wasn't playing yeah. well it was like where are we gonna find offense like justin was just was one of those like when when you lost him like it, it was hard to pull him back in but when, when he was fucking on and he was locked in, like Justin was one of the best players in the league. Oh and I think he knew it. And so he dunked earlier in that game. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, we're, we're going no to chip, way. baby. Yeah. <laughs> we're Justin's yeah, on. Yeah, yo, yeah. We're, we're winning this I thought we wanted a Final Four. Go I thought we wanted a Final Four. But it was, yeah, it sucks. It was, Melo could never get going that game. I think we had too many turnovers. They had just had guys. I remember they had big men. Like they had, I remember they're, I think both of their guys, they had like a four and a five, or maybe both their, their Bro, backup and starting five had like double doubles, that white guy. Bro, you and know killed us. You know when I knew we were going to lose, and it wasn't the shot, it wasn't Trey's shot, I was so bummed out. Do you guys remember the twenty the 30-second shot clock violation that they didn't call? Where, I don't know if you guys remember that. They didn't call it, white guy gets, they scored. white big guy gets the board, lays it in. And they just went on yeah. a little run. The very next possession, they did that little back, that little uh, baseline out of bounds play where the, the guy slip. taps the head and it's just a quick throw right over yeah. Dion. And I remember thinking yeah. to myself, motherfucker, like we might lose this game because of like small things that we worked on or didn't get the benefit of the doubt. And it's crazy. Like I remember every play in that game, it feels like because it like it's everything's magnified. The two for me where they started, they ran this press that was like a, it was like a one three one or something like that. And JP Mercurio was up top and he got a steal. And I said, oh, 
And then at the end of the game, y'all remember that slip screen play they ran? Oh. Where it was like a side ball screen, and the first one slips it, and the second one runs up to it, and he slips it too, and they threw it for a dunk. And I was just like, I, I don't know. I looked down the bench, and I was like, my freshman year is over. What mm. What do you guys think? So let's let's now pick where. Uh, what do you What do you guys think this Thursday? Who do you guys have? Maryland, West Virginia, and then real quick, give your final four prediction. I'm taking the Terps. Uh, I'm not going to sit here on a, on a Maryland podcast and talk about Maryland not winning that game. I think I think we beat West Virginia, and let's hit some shots against Alabama and see how it goes. Trev, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with my guys um, till the end of time. I, I I think we show up. I think we've shown up all year in big moments, and I think we I think we get it done. Reese. Terps, if they're playing Thursday, Terps will play Saturday. Agreed. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think Maryland wins this game. I think our guard plays way too good with Jameer. I think Julian Reese has been playing too good. Uh, I think our style of play is also non-beneficial for a team like a Big 12 team that does go, you know, kind of in a different direction. It'll be speed on speed, but I also think we're more physical because we're used to playing physical against Big Ten. So I think we have best of both worlds in that matchup. So to me personally, I've got the Terps Thursday. Uh, we're the first game of the tournament. Everybody lock in. It's March. Uh, everybody should be fired up. Best time of the year. I am unbelievably excited. We're going to be bringing you guys a podcast, win or lose, this Thursday. But in my opinion, we'll be dancing Saturday. Uh, this is another episode of the Old Terps Podcast, brought to you by the good folks at, a month, at New Amendment. Um. Yeah, that's it. Anybody else got anything? Shout out us. Send us tweets. Send us tw- send us questions. All that. We're we're locked in this week, man. Tap in. With Shout us. out us. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.